0: Hey, it's Tim, and uh we're at another round. So I'm going through all the multi-class cards. So I'm doing them in bite-sized chunks, and I picked out a random one here. And considering there is a still a ton of multi-class cards, I have chosen Rogue and Survivor. So there's three new ones here. that can fit in either your rogue or survivor decks, and um we'll have three new cards. We'll go to the first one. First one is Hit Me. Uh, actually, that yeah, artwork's pretty cool. It shows like a uh, blackjack table. Uh, it's like one one side's got 15, the other one's got 14. And then like the one card's got like a little bit of wisps of vapor and stuff like that. And you, you can actually look. It, it could be a jack. It could be an ace. It could be a number six. So, yeah, that's really cool. I mean, how that, how he did that artwork was awesome on that phased out card. That's pretty cool. All right, but this is a one-cost event, no XP's. Uh, You can pitch this for a plus-one agility. It's fortune. It's gambit-treated. It's fast. And play after you reveal a Chaos token during the skill chest. Reveal an additional Chaos token, switching the negative to a plus. Ooh! And if that token is a Skull token, you automatically fail. That's the only bit. So, uh, for this one here, I mean... This could be campaign-specific. I mean, if honestly... Oh, what's the one that has, like, lots of, uh, skulls? Uh, I think it was Dunwich. Dunwich has one that has lots of skulls. I know Carcosa, they kind of flip in and out, depending on on how you advance from campaign to campaign, but... um, and immediately, I thought, like, ooh, Jim Culver liked this card. Like, oh, Jim Culver would not like this card because it doesn't fit in his class. Well, maybe. It's been a while since I played with good old Jim Culver, the uh, tootin' uh, trumpet guy. So now i got to look up Jim Culver. What's his build? He can... Mystic cards, neutral cards, and any five... Well, yes, he can have this card. Ooh... Because it's any other level 0. This could actually do that. Uh, So if you treat it as a skull... If that token is a skull token, you automatically fail. Ooh, but I'm looking at Jim. Treat the modifier on the skull tokens you reveal as a 0. Which takes precedence. Is it because of the card? That trumps it, or is it because of Jim that trumps it? Because anytime he reveals tokens, the very skull there is zero. Oh, I would like to say it's on Jim. I mean this, this feels like a solid Jim card. I would roll with this unless I see an FAQ on this card. Um, yeah, I I would totally rock this with Jim because this is all, this is all benefit for him. <laughs> yeah, Jim. Uh, it's like oh, I'm not failing. That's a zero. <laughs> that that's a cool card. All right. I immediately thought of Jim because of the skull. Um, yeah, I I think this will be campaign dependent. If it's anybody else, I mean, if they're rocking a lot of zero or a lot of skulls, you might want to think twice there. But if they were like maybe one or two, yeah, I would rock this one for sure. But yeah, this that I would like numero uno go at with uh, Jim. Jim Culver man would definitely love that one. Alright, so both of these cards next are XP cost. So, this one's a 3 XP cost. Zero cost asset. Unscrupulous Loan. It's a pact. Limit 1 per investigator, and it cannot leave play. So, that just tells me no shenanigans. Uh, As a react after you put Unscrupulous Loan in play, gain 10 resources. Oh, payday, fat cash. Forced. When the game ends, or you are eliminated, if you have fewer than ten resources in your resource pool, exile it. Ugh. It it feels like you want to abuse it, but you can't because of the cannot leave play. Um If you do end a game where if you're eliminated. Or if you have fewer than ten resources, you have to exile this thing. So this this one can be kind of pricey because it costs three XP, so you got to know what you're doing with this one. Um, you got to make sure that um, you don't have fewer than 10 resources. I mean, honestly, you probably, I wouldn't even put this in Jenny because Jenny just does fine on there. But, but you know, I think of Jenny because Jenny always has a ton of cash available, usually at the end of almost every scenario. But th- that's kind of counterintuitive of what this is trying to give It's trying to give somebody outside of Jenny that doesn't, you know, get, you know, double payday every single time. It's pricey, I mean, because I'm going to say 75-80% of the time, that game is going to end and you're going to be either eliminated or you're definitely going to have under 10 resources. So, you just got to have that consideration. Is it worth it? Because uh, you have a good potential exiling this and then you're going to have to re-up and pay another 3 XP's for this card. That's another cool card though. I mean, I, I, I like it. I like the flavoring. I mean, it's it, 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 very thematic. That's pretty cool. Last one. Precious Memento. From a former life. This is a 4 XP. 3 cost access. You can pitch this for uh, 2 wilds. Uh, It's an accessory trait. Item. Charmed and blessed. Uh, Limit 1 Precious Memento. From a former life. Oh wait a minute. These are both different. I'm going to have to go through them. Um, So from a former life. So you can only have one of these in your deck. As a react. After you fail a skill test by two or more, exhaust it and heal one damage from it. Okay? And after you succeed a skill test by two or more, exhaust Precious Memento and heal one horror from it. And it's got uh, three health and three sanity. So if you fail a skill test by two or more, remove damage. And then if you succeed, heal a horror. That's a weird, funky way of this almost feels like the uh what was that the painkillers and the smoke pipe where it kind of has a, like that like that little bit of you know soak from it but this is like the exact opposite and it, it, it gives you a armor man i mean three and three but it gives you a chance to heal one or the other depending on how it is and i would imagine the next card would be the flip-flop adverse of it so uh so for the future life uh everything else is the same. Uh but for the future life of a skill test by two or more. Is, um, if you fail it by two or more, you get the heal of yes. You get the heal of horror from it. And then a skill test by two or more you get the deal you get the heal of damage from it. So Huh. That's crazy. That's it, just weird. It just I it just I have that vibe of uh you know the painkillers and the and the smoking pipe for that one. But uh yeah, I mean one may play better than the other, and it could be dependent on your build and how your deck is, what, you know, if you're, um, uh, well, it's just an oddball one. It's just weird. I mean, I mean, yeah, if you can get, you remove some of the damage or horror from it, that's great, but it's just weird. It's just a inverse effect of each other. Huh. It's cool pretty cool uh so this one's a weird one i mean i i really can't say anything more about it other than what they were doing you know with uh, the flip-flopping of the damage and the whore healing from it and the vice versa of the failing a skill test and succeeding a skill test so well that'll do it for the spice sized chunk of unwrapped um we'll just continue on and look for my future ones we'll just go through this together and uh I would anticipate, you know, after looking at, like, my stack here, the I might even further break down, like, the the solid class cards by, you know, assets, events, and skills, just so I can milk this thing for all it's worth. But uh, that'll do it for this one. Thanks for listening. Um, enjoy the rest of the day, and uh, I'll holler at you later.